another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. No prayer for the podcast. No prayer part four. Part four. Oh God, let's finish this today. To me, this isn't a strong album. Yeah. And I'm excited to get and on this I thought this I was going to learn to love it more as we went through, but especially last episode, mm. this last half of the album, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's some upsides. It's like, you know, after a while, you know, oh, let's have a night on tequila and you drink some tequila. And you're like, that's why I don't do that that often. It's like, <laughs> oh man, maybe I should listen to this. Yeah. It's all funny. right. We got a bunch of emails too of people that this is like, they love this album. They think this is their favorite. Album. Yeah, that's amazing to me. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I can I can see you liking it. Yeah. Oh, I like it. But I'm just saying, compared to every other album we did, I've like just loved almost everything about it. Mm. And this one, I'm like, oh, can we get past this track? Running Silent, Running Deep? Yeah. No. That's at least an eight, Nesbitt. But you know what I mean? I know. Like, up to here, it's just been... Yeah. It's awesome been, album it's been after a... awesome album after awesome album. Yeah. But the reason I think this is my bottom album for Maiden, but I'm not sure because we haven't covered a good few yet. Don't worry. <laughs> Bring your daughter to the slaughter and uh, Mother <laughs> Russia will turn it around for you. Um, it's funny how we've disagreed on so much of it. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like we went off and tried it. It's weird like, because, yeah, weird. I really, well, we didn't disagree that much because it's just songs that you love that I didn't think were that great. Yeah. There wasn't anything where I thought it was like the worst song ever, or where I really loved it and you hated it. Yeah, but you put "Holy Smoke" as like your second favorite, and when I first like no, going the... no way. Well, no, you said it was up there near Tail Gunner. Yeah, no, Did Tail, you? No. no, Tail Gunner. Putting words in your mouth. Fake warning. Yeah, I love "No Prayer," the title track. You don't like the title track. Bottom of the list. Yeah, <clears throat> I love pe- bottom public. Of the list. I love Public yeah. Anima too. I don't yeah. know. Public Anima, yes. Uh, for me, Public Enema, Fate's Warning, The Assassin, Run Silent, Run Deep, that 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 spin. And then, yeah, I love uh, Tail Gunner. Yeah. The title track doesn't do it for me. And uh, you did save Holy Smoke for me. But I can't help but think if Adrian was still in the band, he would have came up with three songs that would have yeah. kicked three of these weak songs off to be B-sides. That's right. And this album would have been way better. But you know what's so funny is there's this theme that runs through all of our podcasts as we review these older albums of just rush and just doing things too quickly. Yeah, and that's the, the Rod Smallwood yeah. go, 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 go. But I would argue now, the strength of Maiden now, you know, following him well, so closely. Well, finally taking their time. Everything. Like, even their like, hashtag I strategies think, are like, yeah. are the video game launch. It's like six-month drip feed and then it comes out. It's like, none of this now. Now well, it's I'm just speaking of the albums. Yeah. Like, all these post-reunion al- albums, yeah. I think, are great. There. Yeah, especially Matter of Life and Death. Yeah. Brave New World, Final Frontier, Book Souls. Yeah. You left Dance out of that list. I did. Yeah, intentionally. I think it's quite good, but I don't think it's up yeah. there with those others. Probably not. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Although it has some songs on there that I love. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's funny if you think about it, eh? And the, there's the, the first eight. Yeah. Right? And then there's like, yeah, then there's four and four. Well, no, no, that's not right. I got my math wrong there. Sorry, how many since the post-reunion? It's, there's Brave New World, uh, Dance of Death, Final Frontier, Book of Souls, and Matter of Life and Death. Sorry, so five. Yeah. Yeah. So there's 11 before, and there's the four dark ones. Yeah, there's seven now, the, in the early era. I was almost going to see if it broke up. Into a it is course. funny, though, because everyone always yeah. takes the two Blaze albums. 
That's right. And slices those out as like a phase of Maiden. Yeah. But I almost throw like No Prayer, Fear of the Dark, X yeah. Factor, and Virtual Eleven. All of them together. Together. And, and it's like it, the No Adrian. It's phase, the No Adrian era. Not the No. Like you should be yeah. focusing on the No Adrian era. Exactly. Not the No Bruce era. And the Bruce vocal stuff and the background of those four albums against a world that just wasn't the same musically. Yeah, it's right. It's, There's a lot going on. Yeah, and, it's weird when you try to break down Maiden. Yeah. Obviously, you'd say the first two albums yeah. with Paul Diano. That's right. Not just because of the singer, but also they wrote all those albums over a long period of time, and they kind of like picked and made yeah. two albums out of one batch of songs that they had. Pretty much, they were all developed around you know the early days. Yeah. And then you get Bruce coming in, and then you have your straight up through to Seventh Son. That's right. Yeah. And then that's where I feel like you have like another phase starting. Another phase. And those four albums are put together. Yeah. Even though they're two Bruce albums and two That's right. Blaze albums. Yeah, they went so back on their sound. Yeah. They got it as a synth, became the nineties. Yeah. Right? And if you look at the nineties, the best album is X Factor by a mile. I think so. By yeah. a mile, yeah. By a mile. Yeah. So if you want to say like, oh God, you know, uh Blaze Blaze yeah, in the context of you know, Summer in Time, Power Slave, and Peace of Mind. Yeah, Blaze is a step down, but in the context of Fear of the Dark and No Prayer, it's oh, a yeah. huge step up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Like, we'd know. rather them have come out with, like, Fear of the Dark Part 2 or The X Factor. That's right. Clearly The X Factor. Clearly. Clearly. To this Maiden fan. Yeah. I would I would be with you. So now we're setting a record for the longest going without a beer. Last oh, time wow. we got it, we were like 45 seconds in, and you're like, let's crack this beer. I know, you were itching. I know. I was recovering, but... Okay, today we're doing a Kitty Bitty Beer yep. at the local brewery. This is the a really cool anvil on the cover here. I did, so this a, cool did a video before. I don't know if I highlighted it. Uh, but Iron Cherry Sour. This is a four... You bought this, these four cans, right? Yep. These are four beers that came out of... Uh, um, basically a homebrew competition. People brewed their own batches and had the brewers taste them, and they picked one for each. They picked an IPA. This is the sour, the iron cherry sour, and they picked, like, two light beers. One was, like, a, I can't remember, a, some German-named beer. Forget it off the top of my head. And the other one was, like, a lager. And the those four beers together are this homebrew pack, which they've released. They also, just online, did a competition. They said, come up with a food pairing. And... Myself and my girlfriend, we entered it, all four of them. Oh, really? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I do a lot of cooking, right? You know yeah. that. We both do. Yeah. And uh, on my Instagram, I put some pictures up, Josh Taylor NL. And um, yeah, so we'll just we do tons. Of, all, all my Instagram is all, there's like two or three maiden things and all the rest is just food. Oh, yeah. I'm that douchebag <laughs> who posts everything they cook kind of thing. This beer, I've had it. I paired. Um, well, I'll tell you what I paired with it when we taste it. Okay, so I haven't had this yet. You haven't? I do not like cherry sours as a general rule, but I'm keeping an open mind. Wow. I'm not a big fan of cherry sours. I'm like very hit or miss on my sours. I've had sours that I love. The land wash sour that we had. I think we did that on an episode. Yes, we did. And it had the sea salt. really great. The real nice salt. I think you like this. The brewer did this. I don't know him. His name is Ryan McCarthy. Okay. Anyway, um... All right. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. First thing you're going to notice with this is the color. You're not going to question if it's cherry or <laughs> It is like pink. It has that slight vomit smell that all the cherry sours have. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, look at this. You got the lion's share. 
It does look good. Oh, yeah. It smells like a total sour. Isn't that nice? Very bitter. That's not bad, actually. It's it's lacking whatever it is that I usually don't like in cherry beers. I know. It doesn't really have a big cherry taste. But, like, literally the foam is pink. That's an good. excellent beer. I think if you could, you could mass produce this beer. So, to pair with this is the recipe that I cook, which is the, my um, my girlfriend's favorite food that I cook, which is... I'm going to go into the recipe. Okay. Give me, this is my recipe minute. Okay, okay. All right. I do... Um, it's a uh, Chinese chicken wrap. Okay. But I take I take chicken thighs, yep. and I splay them and fry them so the skin's up. I fry mm-hmm. the meat in oil, and then I sit it in oil and vinegar and broil it in the oven so the skin on top dries out right away and gets crispy. And then I coat the skin with a hoisin sauce. And there's like a, a balsamic oil mix underneath because I realize he's in the chicken. I take the hoisin sauce and I grind up like nuts and uh, and some like hot peppers Okay. Uh, in, in my big grinder. I know this is, who cares? This is the most non-maiden content. Most in, uh, who okay. cares? Go who cares? Okay. I'm, I'm running silent, <laughs> running deep on this. Okay. And, uh, and then I, I cook rice noodles and cool them yep. and then serve them with a lettuce wrap and a little bit of veggies so you got a lettuce wrap with like a cool noodle in it this crispy chicken I sprinkle a few few nuts in there a little bit of green veg and then I put this hot hoisin sauce and wrap it so we called it uh, Khan's uh, Cherry Raid so after Genghis oh, Khan like Genghis Khan like yeah. the Maiden song yeah. so it and is we, Maiden related yeah. <laughs> we were doing a Turkish fusion thing and Genghis Khan ran all the way to Turkey okay. so anyway did you listen to the instrumental Genghis Khan while you cooked it no, I did not. Oh. I should have actually come to think of it. That's the only tie-in we have to make. Anyway, this is this is a good beer. So no prayer for the dying. Bring your daughter to the bring your daughter, bring your to, daughter, the daughter to the slaughter. So and Mother Russia. Should we give a should I give the brief history for like the fifth time of how yeah. the song came up? Yeah, you might as well. Because I feel like we've talked about this on the definitely the Yannick episode. Yeah. The tattooed millionaire episode. We did, yeah. I think it, something might have come up on cheesy lyrics or something. Or... Yeah, I feel like I've given the history yeah. of where the song came from like umpteen times. Yeah. So I'll go through it super quick. Uh, in case anyone's like super bored, they can <laughs> tolerate 30 seconds of me going through this. Okay. So Bruce and Yannick did this one for the Nightmare on Elm Street 5 soundtrack, which I watched last Halloween, which is horrible. Um, so they're coming off Seventh Sun Tour, Maiden Take the Year Off. Bruce is writing a book. Steve Harris is editing Maiden England video. Adrian does some stuff with ASAP. Um, Maiden's publishing company, Zomba, asks Maiden for a track for the Nightmare on Elm Street 5 soundtrack. Everyone's busy, but Bruce says he'll do it solo. So he takes it on himself, gets his buddy Yannick to do it. Bruce said in his book that Yannick was like considering selling his gear and giving up music. And he was going to do a sociology degree and uh, go into teaching. <laughs> but Bruce is like, don't sell your equipment. Come do the song with me. So they do the song as a one-off for the movie. Bruce says, I have a quote from Bruce. He says it was written in about three minutes. So they just kind of whipped this together. And Zomba loved it, and that's where they get decided to give money for Bruce. They're like, we want a full solo album out of you. And that's where Tattooed Millionaire came from. And this was going to be on Tattooed Millionaire. Yeah. But Steve heard it, and he was like, save that for the next Maiden album. So yeah, it didn't. It was on the soundtrack, and then it wasn't released on the Tattooed Millionaire. It came out on this album. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I have a clip of it from the original soundtrack. It's a lot more polished and produced. Bring your 
interesting. Yeah, so the no prayer version is a little more stripped down and a bit yeah. faster too. And you can, but you can kind of tell Bruce like slapped this together. He came up with the lyric. He thought it was yeah. it's like a tongue-in-cheek kind of joke, right? It's cheesy. It kind of works for the Nightmare on Elm Street Five, I think it was sequel, because that movie yeah. is a hundred percent cheese. You know what I mean? Yeah. The original Nightmare on Elm Street classic horror movie, one of the best horror movies ever. Number five is like terrible. It's horrible. Yeah. And the movie being so cheesy, this song like totally fits. I'm not sure how it fits for a Maiden song, though. No. You know what I, I mean? I've never seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street Oh, really? Movies. Not one of them. No, I, mean, I know the concept. The first one is awesome. I watched it when I was, like, a whole bunch of times when I was a kid. It used to be one of my favorites. Yeah. I don't watch yeah. horror movies. I can't take them. Oh, no? Them. No, I, I can't take them. And not only, I spend the whole time, like, like yelling at them, like, why are you doing that? Why are you going down that? Don't do not do that. That's so stupid. And <laughs> so I, don't go to a horror movie in the theater with you. No, I, I just can't take it. Man, when I was growing up, as a kid, like, all yeah. I used to watch was horror movies. I've seen, like, every Nightmare on Elm Street, every Friday the 13th. Yeah. You're every... one of those guys, you watch a horror movie and someone's getting hacked to bits and you're, like, laughing. Are you? Well, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, the whole time Special thinking. Effects. I'm thinking, like, why in the hell did you You do realize that, that horror movies aren't real, right? I know, but that... I used to I... watch Hellraiser. That used to be one of my favorite movies, too. With the one with all the needles in yeah. their face? Oh, God. What place. if they fell down? Like, <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I can't take that stuff. What if he walks into a door or something? Yeah. yeah. For a horror movie soundtrack, great song. For a Maiden, it's really cheesy. I kind of like it, though. I don't know. The verses are super weak. The verses are basically just Bruce talking. And it's getting close to daybreak. The sun is creeping in the sky. No patent remedies for heartache. Just empty words of humble pie. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the whole lyrics are horrible. And, like, even then there's, you know, there's some almost sexual innuendos. Yeah. And the title of it is Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. So it's, like, kind of <laughs> weird. I mean, obviously it's just hodgepodge. This is the only track, though, where I find, like, his vocals are really good. Not oh, yeah. The, not the raspy part, but once he gets going. Yeah, his vocal. Yeah, he really yeah. built out the courses. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, check out this course.
yeah, he's really building it out. And it's yeah. one of those things where if they played this live, I'd be standing up with my fist up in the air like, you would. You, you know would. what I mean? It's cheddar cheese. But compare this to anything from the last five albums. Pick any random song and compare it to this song. In what way? This one doesn't measure up. You um, know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just... It's catchy, a, yeah. though. It's really catchy. It is. It's and really it really catchy. works as far as being a catchy single. Yeah. Which is, I think, what, you know, I think Steve was like, we want this because it's a catchy one. We'll re-record it, release it. And it worked, right? It went to number one. Yeah. I've played this track to de- death, but I, I think one of the first playlists that I listened to made had this in it. So this is the track I know to pieces. Yeah. yeah. And I still like it. And I've oscillated throughout my life listening to this one where it's like the worst thing when you hear it to uh, loving it again it's one of those tracks that oscillates in your mind it's like, like one of the songs I don't like but then when I hear it I do like it yeah but then when it's over I'm like oh that's cheesy I know, I know. and the way it starts out then ramps up yeah you know, bring you down know. to the slaughter it's like it is good and it's it's such a, a good it's hook just, I don't like Maiden being so silly yeah you know what I mean and you go from like hooks in you and then you're yeah, into which this is, which is such a serious yeah, cutting no, social and, commentary you go from hooks in you into daughters to the slaughter and I'm like Mm. It's not a weird Al Yankovic album. I know. I don't know. It's weird. Wow. But I give it a pass because the whole album is pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of the better of the batch. Yeah. If this was on any of the previous Maiden albums, it would be yeah. the worst song on the album. If I think. It, if it was in another, another language so you could just hear it, it would actually be pretty good. You know what I mean? Well, is it? Maybe it is the lyrics that I don't like. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Bring your daughter to the slaughter, such as like crazy yes. thing to say. Uh, I know. And I get it. That's just funny. You have daughters. I'm not taking them to any slaughters. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm not doing my job as a dad. I haven't taken them to one. <laughs> not not a single slaughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I don't know. Has a good solo by uh, Yannick. So he, like, manages to rein his craziness in for a bit. Mm. You know, there's a bit of structure, but it still has that Yannick wildness to it. That's right. Kind of a cool solo. Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this track. Like, I've, been at, I've listened to it so many times. I like it. It's I, I would never put it into my top, you know, 50 Maiden songs. It went to number one in the UK. In the, in the UK. So basically what happened is... Wow. They released this... I read a whole bunch of stuff about this online. They released this album, they hyped it a lot, and they released it the week after Christmas, like immediately after Christmas. So there used to be this huge marketing push that people would put on, like, to have your single leading up to Christmas. And then after that, there's basically, like, no one trying to sell anything, right? There's a big Christmas, everyone wants to sell their single, and then after Christmas, there's nothing. So Maiden released their single immediately after Christmas, and there's basically not any competition, really. And it went on to be the number one selling single. So they had, like, the number one selling single for that period wow and also they released it with three different covers so a lot of fans bought it three times which also like helped to wow push it. yeah so this is something else i wanted to get into we were talking on the last couple episodes about the lackluster cover art yeah so this has three covers one of the covers is you've seen the eddie before he's got his hand around that like hot jessica rabbit type girl yeah outside the club with axe in his hand that's right i think that's a pretty cool cover 
That is awesome. It's yeah. pretty cool. But then they did these other two alternate covers, and one of them is Eddie with that's the one hammer in the. This is the single. Yeah, we showed that in the single. in the bear video on Facebook. So it's like a Reaper Eddie. Yeah, and that's like that looks slapped together. And really does, this yeah. one of the Eddie face, the third. Bring your daughter to the slaughter cover. Yeah, that's that's basically just a zoom in of the cover, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is. I never. You can even that see the hair across it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just a zoom in of the cover. Um, that one's, I don't know, it's garbage. Yeah, just like the cover album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, those two covers are, I think they're just slept. But that's awesome. But the original one is awesome. So the original one is Eddie. He's like got this girl, you know, this Jessica Rabbit type girl in this like dress. This, you know, cartoony mm. hot. What, what is a Jessica Rabbit type? A buxomy blonde? A buxom redhead. A buxom redhead. Yeah. So, okay, I have a story about that. Yeah, so Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, she, that's right. Roger Rabbit. Who framed him? Yeah. Did they exactly. figure that out after? So, the girl looks like the Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Robert, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, I've got a... I read about this in Derek Riggs' book. So, he said um, he based it on that, on Jessica Rabbit... Who Jessica Rabbit is based on this woman, Diana Doors. So she was a British film star from the 50s. Um, so I get a quote here and he says, uh, if you go back and look at D- Diana Doors films, it's obviously based on her. Interestingly, her son now manages the Iron Maidens, a female tribute band. Wow. Yeah. So I looked it up and Mark Dawson from DRZ Entertainment Group is the, uh, ma- is the manager. Wow. And he's the son of Family Feud's Richard Dawson. No. And the actress Diana Doors. And here's a picture of Diana Doors. And, uh, she looks like Marla Monroe. Yeah. Only, I think, maybe hotter. <laughs> yeah. And she's got the exact same red sequin dress on that the girl that, uh, in this picture, that it is like clean, she's blonde clinging there. to Eddie. Yeah. And there's a bunch of, this is another one of those covers where they have all the little funny things hidden in here. Hmm. There's a, it's a club and the cover has a door and it says Paradise Club, which... Bruce did a cameo uh, as a musician, like he did an acting gig on this show called Paradise Club. We talked about that in one of the B-Sides episodes, I think, or somewhere along the way. And then there's a sign that says, Tonight, it has a listing of the bands. And the bands say, say, Iron Maiden, Genghis Khan, Charlotte and the Harlots, 999 and the Inverted Morons, and Ron Maiden and the Dixie Chickens. So it's just, uh, you know, they hide all these jokes in there. I don't know, it's funny. <laughs> so deep. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, Derek Riggs, I guess he gets bored doing the details and he starts putting yeah. funny stuff in here. That we did good. that in like Power Slave and Somewhere in Time and all those albums. Yeah. So, but I don't know. That's, uh, yeah. I don't know, this song, number one hit, so I guess it must be super catchy. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I've never really seen it live. I wonder if seeing it live, you'd learn to love it. I wonder. I don't know. I like the track. I mean, it's funny because I don't really feel like it belongs in the album. I feel like it was put in the album. Well, it just was. because yeah. Yeah, it is I so feel it because it, I've listened to it so much outside because yeah. we covered it that way. You know, it feels like it was thrown in. The B-Sides, uh, they did I'm a Mover, which is a cover of Free, and Communication Breakdown by Led Zeppelin. They did yeah. a cover of that, which I'm just actually going to play a quick clip of because this is... Me and you are such huge Zeppelin fans. Hey, girl, I 
Yeah, I don't know where we are on our B-sides list. I don't know if we've covered this or not, but I've listened to it a ton. And yeah. uh, I can tell you right now that um, that's awesome. It's like only my be- two favorite bands mixed together. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's just awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've, I like the Zeppelin version better. But oh, yeah, me too. I just love hearing Maiden do yeah, them. Yeah, that's cool. It's nice to hear Maiden do, like, a decent B-side. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's it for that song. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I mean, what can be said about this? It's it's so... It's, it, I give it a thumbs up still. Like, yeah. I do like it. It sounds like a broken record. Yeah. But if I get a pretty good song from Maiden, I'm disappointed. Yeah. You know, I want awesome from Maiden. I feel differently on this one. I feel like more like a run of the hills, even though it's not nowhere near that. It just, it's so played out to me. And I, I really can't give an honest take to most people. Like, I like it. Like, yeah. But... I'd have no trouble skipping it either. There's sometimes I listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. His vocals are great. The pace of the song is awesome. It's a good formulaic Maiden song. Yeah. It's it's it fits well um, in most playlists, but it's not a song I look forward to. But I could also, in the right mood, love it. I so I, I find it so hard. It's it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I think a graph of like how many beer I've drank and how much I love the song. Yeah, I'd just be like, oh, you could you if you got six <laughs> pints in you, you could really love this. Yeah, definitely. I had another one of these cherry sours. Are Man, this is excellent. <laughs> eh? Circle back on the beer for a second. This is genius. Hey, this is Linda from the Iron Maidens. Hi, this is Courtney from the Iron Maidens, and you're listening to Talking Maidens. Um, next yeah, track next track which we've also done on the podcast before Mother Russia have we talked about Mother Russia yeah we did it in the closers oh I think we did Mother Russia da, yeah. da, da, da. we did cover it people can probably tell by our tone that we're not huge fans of Mother Russia either no we agree on this one do you know what's crazy about this <laughs> that but, everyone thinks it's epic and awesome and I just don't get it do people do think oh my this? god yes yeah we got trashed on this one didn't we yeah now it's all coming back yeah we got a bunch like, of emails of people PTSD. Couldn't, could not believe that we didn't love this song yeah I don't know man it's know what it is it's this Russian riff doesn't belong in heavy metal music Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I don't like that riff. It just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, there's nothing. I guess I really I'd maybe like. jump the gun saying it doesn't belong. It sounds like uh, something. <laughs> Do you remember that band Gorky Park? No, Gorky Park. They were like a Russian hair metal band from like, I guess the eighties. Oh, they had that song called Bang. Oh, hold on, let me play a clip of Bang, because that's what the song reminds me of. That was Gorky Park. Yeah. Have you ever heard that before? I, I think I like that more. I think I do too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna get ripped across the. They can rip us all. Oh, I don't care. The problem with this song is not just like the the whole like mother Russia. Yeah. The whole feel of the song is wrong. It's just like when you hear it and then you look at the time and the collapse. I know. You know, it's just so ugh, cringy. Um, so many of these things like. 
you know, Mother Russia, how are you sleeping? Middle winter, cold wind blows. Like, from the trees, the snowflakes drifting, swirling around like ghosts in the snow. I know. Uh, I mean, some of it's all right, but then it's like, Mother Russia, dance of the czars, hold up your heads, remember who you are. You know, so it's like, harkens back the final lyric. But the the second last... Um, the second last uh, um, verse, he says, now it has come freedom at last, turning the tides of history and your past. It's like, oh, I know. I get Ham-fisted. it. Fisted. I, I know. Ham-fisted it's just like, lyrics. You know, it's like, yeah, I know. Uh, I just, the song just doesn't do it for me. I don't no. know. Everyone looks at the song like they, an Iron Maiden epic. Not everybody. I'm sure the people that agree with us, but I read online a lot. If you look at the comments section, yeah. On YouTube for this video, there's people like, this is my favorite Maiden song, this is my favorite song, this is epic, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, compare this to any other Maiden epic, man. I don't get it. It's it's good, I guess, but like, I wouldn't even say it's great. I wouldn't even say it's very good. You get a, a whole album that sounds like hard rock. Yeah. And finally you get something that's kind of remotely Maiden-y sounding. Yeah. And I think people are like, latch onto it. You know what I mean? Because you do get some decent like, Maiden production. Like, this sounds like classic Maiden to me. I mean, that's kind of yeah. the classic. Everything's so stripped down on this album. Yeah. That there's a few songs where you get that kind of that keyboards and the whatever. And you're like, oh, this does kind of sound like something off Seventh Son. Yeah. And there's something about the rhythm, like when it kicks in, like, dun, 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 dun. And it's like, it almost it almost does have a bit of a Russian feel to it, or at least that creates yeah. it in my mind. I well, almost it's very picture... Russian sounding. The riff yeah. sounds Russian. And it's like, yeah. it sounds like it has like I a almost Russian picture these big dudes like it. stomping. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I almost picture these guys with the big hats, yeah. like, we're Russia, we're proud. Yeah. And I get that. And that is cool. But in the lyrics, I know it's like, well, the, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like a slap in the face, you know, like the whole thing's crashing down around you and Gorbachev and all this stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, oh, this, this metal band's like, remember your past, your Russia. And it's like, oh. I know. There's some decent soloing on here. There's decent playing. There's a lot of like back and forth. It goes like Dave Yannick, Dave Yannick, Dave soloing and stuff, which is kind of cool. The playing on it is really good. like the, they come out of the solos and it goes right into that cheesy Russian riff and I just don't I think the thing is this whole song is built on a riff that I don't like yeah 
that riff that I played earlier, I just don't like it. Yeah. For some reason. And I mean, I've heard the song that many times. That's right. If I was going to like it, it would have started growing on me by now. This song is salmon to me. Salmon. Like, I love fish. I love healthy food. I love cooking. I love all that stuff. Yeah, I'm in a food food topic today. But <laughs> I don't like baked salmon. I like fried salmon. I just find it like, ugh. Okay. Like, I just don't. I can eat it sushi, but everything else. People are always like, oh, we got this wild salmon. You know, I buy Alaskan wild salmon, you know, and I cook it for people. But I realized the other week, I was like, I don't like salmon. Like, why do I keep eating this? Like, I do not like it. And this this track is salmon to me. It's like, I'm going to have to go through and this album and be like, <laughs> what, what Mother food? Russia is to salmon. As, as hooks in you is to. As hooks as you is. <laughs> you know what hooks in you is? What? Chicken breast. There's no flavor. <laughs> it's the worst. You know? <laughs> running silent, running deep. That's a juicy thigh to me. Anyway. So that's it. That's the last song. <laughs> yes. Let's end We it. finished off on a uh, weak combo. Yes. I don't know. We've gotten a good few emails about this. Yeah. We got two audio submissions. I'm going to play uh, one of them for you first. And uh, we'll listen to both of these. Well, yeah. we'll listen to one. We'll talk about it. We'll listen to the other one talk about it. But there's one thing in common with both of these clips. All right. Hey, guys. My name is Maxim. Thanks for the great podcast. I really appreciate you turning your attention to No Prayer as, I think, the lesser-known, underrated, and uh, lesser-appreciated Maiden albums are the most interesting in their discography. No Prayer was my very first Maiden album. I grew up listening to it, basically, and um, only many years later I was surprised to learn that certain people on the internet considered a bad album. I've been listening to it for the past few weeks, and I can't be more confident that this album is very good. Holy Smoke, the title track, Public Enema Number 1, Fate's Warning, Hooks in You, Run Silent, Run Deep, Mother Russia are all great tracks full of great ideas and music and ship. Well, this is not Maiden's best album, but, you know, any other band would kill for, for the album like this. I think No Prayer is important in Maiden's history as the album that kind of breached the 80s album sound um, with more melancholic, moody albums that started with Fear of the Dark. Yeah, interesting take. Yeah. It is funny how your entry point into Maiden defines so much your perspective on things. Yeah. But I mean, I, I hope people don't... Yeah, we need to qualify kind of what we're saying. I mean, it's when when you're. I mean, we have a maiden podcast. Like that's you know, the thing. If this you, is your yeah. first episode of our podcast, yeah, you think you're we don't probably like, like who are these guys that like just yeah. like trash maiden all the time? Yeah, this is the first album that we've done that. Yeah, I mean, overall for me, we're like what know. is this episode seventy or something like that? Yeah, and like this is the first time we've ever had like a negative thing, and even as negative as we're being about this, like, album. Yeah. I love Tail Gunner. I love No Prayer. You don't, but I do. I love Public Anima. I love Fate's Warning. Yeah. And then this, you know, Holy Smoke's pretty good. I don't yeah. mind Hooks in You. Running Silent, you Running Deep. You know, Deep. Yes, Daughter to the Slaughter is pretty, pretty decent. Run Silent, Run run Deep trains leaving the station, Nesbitt. Last chance. All aboard. No, I'm not getting on that You're train. You're not getting on that train? But the, uh... You're salmon, Nesbitt. You're salmon to me now. <laughs> uh, go on. But the, uh... The whole album, it's like in the context of Maiden albums, yeah. it's very, very weak. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's, in the Maiden catalog, yeah, it's weak. Yeah, his his comment. He's um, right though. He's like he's yeah. kind of like any other band would be like would love to have this as an album in their. Catalog. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I kind of do to a point, but not like Metallica. No, 
Metallica wouldn't take it. Yeah, although I take this, I'm sure they'd rather have this than Saint Anger in their discography. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's. I guess the expectations are just so high for us with Maiden. You know. That's... Well, okay. Here's the thing. It's Maiden. Mm. Look at the lead up to this album. Look at every single album from the first album, this arc that they're on. Yeah. And then they hit this. Like. Yeah. It's a misstep, man. No, it's it is it yeah. is. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, what were the criticisms of, of Seventh Son? People are like, there's too much synth. Seventh Son is amazing. Yeah, it's a it's classic like, album. You might not like certain aspects of the synth or this or that. Yeah. I mean, this it's is... It's in most people's top three, right? Yeah. And then you go to this album, which I think would yeah. be in most people's bottom three. I think most yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, just... I don't know about that, actually. Because a lot of people don't pay any attention to any of the yeah. like Kevin Shirley era. From Killers... Well, right from the start, right up to Seven Sun, they're burning between a seven and a half, nine and a half on every album on anyone's scale. Like, yeah. they're all awesome. Well, they just like, knocked it out of the park, yeah, album after album. This is a six or a five or a four, then right. in Maiden scale. It might be right. a six or a seven on another. It's just yeah. and not not at that standard. I don't know. With me, it's just my my benchmark for Maiden is so high that if they really don't, Deliver. I'm disappointed. Yeah, and that's how I feel when I listen to this album. Disappointed. Yeah, and the other not side that it's is, terrible. It's just terrible for Maiden. Yeah, and it's terrible for Maiden in the grand scheme. Yeah. Uh, even when you put it in that time, it didn't really fit then. But even then, it was a tough time, and Adrian's gone, and all these pieces. But also, I also don't feel like they did what they were trying to do justice. Like. The return to the original sound, that period of time, they were trimmed down. They had less Adrian. It was simpler, raspy. All right, now you're out of your comfort zone. You've been blowing studio uh, stadiums apart with your power sleeve style sound for the better part of the last six, seven years. Yeah. And now you're going to go back and you're going to do something completely different. You're just going to rush it out. Like, stop yeah, and, and think I'm about like, it. And I'm you're Maiden. Yeah. Like, just be Maiden. You don't have to try to get with the times and do what, yes. like, the band on the right's doing, the band on the left's doing. Exactly. Like, just do your thing that you're really good at. That's right. Don't, I don't know. I uh, compared this album in the first episode, I think, Yeah. to St. Anger, by the Metallica St. Anger album. Yeah. This is, like, a billion times better than St. Anger. St. Anger is unlistenable. Yeah. I listened to it last week, actually, because I was thinking about the comparison between these two albums. But it's, I compared it in that... It's both bands are kind of like thinking that they're out of step with whatever and wanting to get back to like yeah. their raw original kind of sound, but going about it the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's the scariest part for an artist is to try and, you know, yeah. <laughs> stay relevant. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Reinvent yourself. There's nothing worse than someone who's like 35 or 45, you know, my age, who's trying to be edgy. Yeah. You know, it's like, do what you do. Yeah. Be you, exactly. you know? Yeah. It's like, don't try and change it up too much. Yeah. There are some young people who have gotten into Maiden kind of from a nostalgia, almost a hipstery. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, good call from Maxim, though. And, yeah. Uh, thanks for. Uh, That's some really good input. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad he loves the album. I hope he doesn't find us too tough on it. Oh, yeah. But I think, you know, he definitely named the tracks that we, we, we highlighted. It's our favorite. Yeah. yeah. Although he didn't mention uh, Mother Russia, which we kind of. No, he liked. did. He mentioned it. He I know. It. He mentioned it, but he. Yeah. Buttheads on that one. I know. He liked running silent, running deep there, Nesbitt. So, anyway, well, you're you out go. of touch with your, with your <laughs> listener base. Just saying. Um, we got another call. This is from Shane. 
Hey friends, this is Shane calling in from Kansas. I became a Maiden fan when I heard Run Silent, Run Deep, bought No Prayer for the Dying, and then got the back catalog. So for me, being my first entry to Maiden, I never thought of his vocals as being annoying. So I went back and listened to the record several times. And I got to tell you, I think the rasp does serve a point on some songs like Holy Smoke, Public Enema Number 1, The Assassin. Because if you listen to the bootleg sledgehammer that was recorded on that tour and they sing those songs and he's more the regular Bruce, those songs fall flat. They don't mean quite so much as they do with the rasp. I also really like this record because this is raw. There's a lot of emotion in songs like um, Fate's Warning and you know, Public Enema Number One and Holy Smoke. It's it's kind of a thinking album, and maybe for some people they don't like to have to think, but I like it. It kind of reminds me of Blood Brothers. It makes you think about stuff. Up the irons, friends. Hot take from uh, Shane from Kansas. Yeah, Love that's it. a great call. Um, one thing between this Shane and Maxim, the two guys that called in, both of them loved this album, and it was the first album they heard. Yeah, and. A few of the people that emailed us, it was their first Maiden album. So I can see how you have, like, an attachment to it. But I have a feeling that, like, if you got into Maiden before this or after this, and this was, like, a later album that you got into, yeah, you feel like we feel. That's true. Like, I think that's a, a lot of this album is when you got into it and how you got into it. Absolutely. I, my, my first major, like, that I listened to over 10, 20 times was A Matter of Life and Death. That yeah. was, I listened to, yeah. remember when I came home and you plugged my yeah. podcast in, you were like, let's see how much you listen. that was the current album And it was time, like yeah. a giant graph. It was like, oh, you're like, you listen to this every day multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so it is, it, you're strongly influenced by the first album. So I know people that don't like A Matter of Life and Death. It's yeah. like my favorite album still. Well, yeah. Everyone's my favorite album, but I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Except for this one. Except for this one. Seven Sun <laughs> and, and A Matter of Life and Death, absolutely. Yeah. And maybe Book of Souls and Final Frontier and Summertime and Power Slave. Depending on the day of the week, <laughs> Killers is awesome, too. Anyway. Um, yeah. That was awesome. And it's a good perspective, too. Like, those tracks, it does add a lot. Like, The Assassin. You know, so much he loves it. Oh, the raspiness. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, because I've heard, I've heard a lot of bootlegs from this era. Yeah. I prefer the bootleg live versions. Yeah, we did. What was the bootlegged one we did? Was it? Uh, I think I played a clip of No Prayer. No Prayer, yeah. At bootlegged. And that was where you said, because I was so down on it due to his vocals. Yeah. I, seems like a year ago now. But, um, and uh, you played the live track and I loved it. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. So. That was like three weeks ago. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's long enough ago now. Yeah. But that was a good point. We got uh, quite a few listeners in Kansas. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah, we've got a few people we've been talking to. That's awesome. Yeah, go Royals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, awesome call by Shane there, i got to say. It's good to hear that perspective, too. And, you know, and we're not trying to be too negative, but yeah, you know, th- this album could, man, with a bit more effort, with Adrian. I think it's with, just I'm know, so disappointed in this album. Yeah, and that's what it could have been. All it is is yeah. I'm disappointed. It's not like I'm trying to be negative or trying to be, like, yeah. snarky or something. Because I think I've been very fair to it and explained why I don't like things. I'm just really disappointed in this album. Yeah. And it's and it's not like we're sitting here, uh, you know, two podcast nerds going, oh, they could have done more work. Like, literally, Adrian left the band. One of the men, one of the, the original guys members. in the band left, left the band because they didn't work on the songs long enough. And it shows. Yeah, I know. So it's like a it's very not something legitimate... We're coming, it's not like a... <laughs> 
crazy fan theory. Yeah, it's not like we're yeah. like, hey, they could have done this, and if if you could turn tune this and did that and spend eight more months, and Rod Smile would, you know, this, that, and the other, fine. You could say that stuff, and it wouldn't be meaningless. But Adrian, heart and soul, man, everything he touches is gold, <laughs> except ASAP. <laughs> so I have a quote here from Bruce, which kind of sums it up, and he says, the idea was to do something that was the opposite of Seventh Son, and the idea was to do something that was very street, very happening, and something that was going to sound good. The fact is, it sounded terrible, and everybody kind of acknowledges it now. As far as production was concerned, it's my least favorite album of all. Really? So that's Bruce Dickinson's take on wow. No Prayer. So the reviews were generally not great for this album. It sold well in the UK, decently in North America, yeah. and it kind of... You know, with the next album, the sales really fell off. But uh, I don't know. And I also feel this album's like all over the place. There's no concept or anything. Not that there needs to be a concept. Yeah. But they just, it doesn't even, fe- it just feels like a collection of songs. Like if this was a bunch of B-sides put together, that's how this album feels to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other than the same production. And I don't really like the production that much, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Between like Tail Gunner, which feels out of out of place. Yeah. And then like you know, bring your daughter to the slaughter, which was kind of thrown in hooks in you, which isn't even finished. They just feel hobbled together. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a few there in the middle that kind of tie together in sound. They sound sort of like they belong together. Yeah. Public enema and fate's warning flow yeah. well. Yeah. And no prayer even kind of. With but those even then the kind assassin of... is kind of, yeah, it doesn't really flow. Yeah. Through, but I do it's love weird. It. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, and it's just, yeah, they missed a real opportunity here. But, you know, Adrian is going, and it's just it's just a swing and a miss yeah. overall. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. So, the tour for this, No Prayer on the Road, 110 shows, 119 scheduled. You know, coming out of the Seventh Son era, you get, like, a totally stripped-down Maiden set. You know, it was, like, giant eddies and icebergs and explosions and then big set pieces. And now you just have, like, a wall of amps and backdrops. And now they're down to, like, jeans and t-shirts and leather jackets and, you know, they're trying Mm -hmm. to be more street, I guess, like Bruce Dickinson said. I think they kind of felt out of touch and they want to stay relevant you know they thought they were turning into this huge theatrical production they want to get back to being just a bare bones metal band yeah but they kind of got over it obviously if you look at the legacy of the beast that's <laughs> so, right but i guess they kind of need to do this to like survive as a band that's you what, know they what felt. i mean so it's this yeah. is kind of maiden surviving <laughs> yeah the night into the 90s i don't know that's right and they did survive which is the yeah, key thing they did to take away from it. So, I don't know. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the whole cover and the whole concept, like the lack of a theme, it's just, if it's on your final, in your vinyl collection or in your playlist, it's just not an album when you see it, you like it pulls you in. That's something too. Okay. You know? So you just said that and it just strikes me that when I'm looking for Maiden to listen to. You look at covers. I look, no, I look at the, I'm like somewhere in time. I'm kind of in the mood for somewhere in time. Yeah. And then, or I'll be like, a matter in life and death, I'm in the mood for that. Or X Factor, I'm in the mood for yeah. that. That's a dark one. Or I'm in the mood for like going back to Killers. But then I would never look at this album and be like, I'm in the mood for some kind of hair metal songs and some kind of maiden songs and some, because yeah. the songs are all over the place. 
Yeah. So I'm never, I'm never, I never put this album on because I'm not like, oh, I want to hear an album that's like a collection of a whole bunch of different kinds of songs all thrown together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. I don't, I don't pick it like that. I, I've sometimes I'm looking for a specific album, but when I just flick through my main albums, it's like, oh, I haven't heard, listened to that in a while. I want to hear it now. But this one never pulls me in really. Yeah. You know, no, you know, um, Fear of the Dark doesn't either. And oh, uh, I listen to Fear of the Dark a lot more than this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I'd like it that much more. Oh yeah, I was talking about the tour. Yeah. I'll just get through this quick. Um, for the UK dates, Wolfsbane opened. Mm. Wolfsbane, starring future Maiden frontman and past guest of Talking Maiden podcast, Blaze Bailey. Blaze Bailey. The Blaze. And for the rest of the tour, Anthrax opened. They were touring wow. the Persistence of Time album. Nice. And uh, I got the set list here. I don't know if I'm going to go. I'll go through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so they did Tail Gunner, Public Enema Number 1. Yeah. Wrathchild, Die With Your Boots On, Hallowed Be Thy Name, 22 Acacia Avenue, Holy Smoke, The Assassin for some shows, No Prayer for the Dying, Hooks in You at some shows, Clairvoyant, Two Minutes to Midnight, Trooper, Heaven Can Wait, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, Bring Your Daughters to the Slaughter, Run to the Hills, and Sanctuary. Okay. So cool. that's a pretty decent set list. And they did the typical, yeah. you know, five or six songs from the new album. Yeah. Pretty uh, no prayer heavy. It's like about six tracks there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But they always do, you know, a good chunk of the new they album. They do. They do. So we uh, finished it. Oh, we're done. We did it. Although then we got a lot of other feedback yeah. on this album that will come up when we do our next listener one. It's funny. I really, yeah. really liked doing this album and the research for the album bef- while we were leading up to it. Yeah. But then I kind of got like two or three weeks into it, and I was like, oh. Yeah. It's just because I don't enjoy the songs that much. I think that's why. No. And I'm not one of the people that like gets off on like trashing stuff. No. I want to pick out the good stuff that I like. You know what I mean? Like even if you go back to those songs that I didn't like, like the Run Silent, Running Silent, Running Deep, I didn't yeah. like. But Listen remember, I was like, and the Assassin even, I was like, well, I did like the intro. I like this, and I had clips yeah. of all the stuff I liked. Yeah. I didn't make clips of all the stuff I didn't like. Fair enough. But I just, I wanted to like the song so bad, and I, I didn't, and I was just kind of like, man. Give Run Silent, Running Deep, another listen, man. That's excellent. Give I it a it. 759th and 760th listen. <laughs> there you go. I've listened to this album, this album that many times over the last yeah. years. That Yeah, I've listened to it uh, a fair bit in the last few months. Not a lot leading up, really, to be honest. You know, just the scatter time yeah. when you go through your whole collection. Because I, don't, I, can, I can only name a few times. I, I've honestly been on a road trip and, and been like, I need to listen to this album more and turn it on and like bailed. Oh yeah. You know, like I've done that. Not often. Yeah. Um, this is, this is not my least favorite. I would, there's two other albums I, I put below this. And we um, haven't covered either of them yet. Exactly. Yeah. I you think know, I feel very similar They're both from you. this era. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know if that's splitting hairs or not. I just say that there's a lot of songs on this that I listen to more. Although, actually, you know what? There's a lot of Virtual 11. I'm really going to, we're going to disagree on big time. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of good stuff on that. So, to me, Virtual Eleven is a much better album than this album. I catch a lot of heat from that one, too. I don't know, Bob. You're probably not wrong. So, TalkingMaiden.com slash talk. Yes. Um, that's where those clips you heard earlier today came from. People yeah. called in, left messages. Yeah. If you think that I'm way off on Virtual Eleven being better than No Prayer... Yeah, or, anything, or anything, or anything. But you got to do it on a computer with a mic, on a on a mobile yeah. phone. Sometimes I like, don't think it works on mobile. Yeah, the web browser can't get access to the microphone or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. We'd have to set up a native app. We're not doing that. But uh, yeah, so let us hear what you think. Yeah, you think we're way off on this album? Way but to off. me, 
I'm just going to sum it up as if I had to sum up this album in one word, disappointing. Yeah. I hope we get like 10. Not, not horrible or not yeah. bad. Not yeah. great. Not even very good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good album. Pretty good album. Which is, I demand excellence from my Iron Maiden. So. Excellence. Um, I hope we get like 10 feedbacks and they're like, oh, I made that uh, chicken wrap. It's excellent, Josh. <laughs> and the other person's like, how can we have that Leafsman in a while? And then oh, yeah. the other person's like, any other recipes? Here's a good recipe for salmon. Turn this into a, cook, <laughs> a cooking podcast. As you like, people no. you managed to weasel some cooking in here, some uh, leaves. I have some actually super relevant Iron Maiden uh, Bruins news. Oh. So I'll do a Bruins Minute next week when we do our like, no, random topics no. episode. Bruins. <laughs> We're going to meet in the playoffs again. I know. Which most listeners have no idea how rare this is, but you knocked us out last year. You're going to crush us this year. You knock <laughs> us out this year. All right. I hate you. No one wants to hear the bigger about hockey. Podcast we can do is that. over. We can do that off mic. We can do that anytime. <laughs> off mic. Right on. TalkingMaiden.com. Get on there. Get us on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, send us an email. Let us know your thoughts and recommend to your friends. Yep. Un- until next time. Email Josh for his chicken recipes. Email Josh for his <laughs> chicken recipes. My my uh, email is nisbet at. <laughs> anyway, until next time, up the irons and down the hops.